Hi, welcome to Mega Elixir, where we talk about RPGs and RPG-like games. Today we're going to be talking about Shining Force, an amazing game from uh, our beautiful, beautiful people at Sega. How are you doing today? I am Smex. I'm Arm, and this is a little segment we like to call Quit Sip. We talk about a really small game, real quick and real fast, for your convenience. And this um, game is very, very small, very short. Indeed, it's almost a little too short. Uh, I like how it wraps up, but once again, it it's one of those the games that really runs itself over when it just like, okay, here's the plot, and here's the ending, over. over. There's really Done not with. much to it, yeah. Uh, my thing is, not... is, you know, it, it sounds short on paper, but with the difficulty level, it might mm. be a little bit longer. Indeed, indeed. But uh, um, let's definitely. start this up. Let's start this up with the plot. Smets, go ahead. Alright, so the game opens with the kingdom of Gardenia, in the land of Rune. The protagonist, Max, is sent out on a mission to prevent the evil Cain, who has commanded hordes uh, of monsters to basically attack Runehoss. Or Runefoss. Or, wait, they are the hordes of Runefoss, sorry. Uh, basically, uh, this was from the opening of The Shining Path. And the uh, resurrected, uh, resurrected uh, dark dragon. Uh, and basically, uh, along the way, Max recruits a number of allies, joining him on the Shining Force title. Uh, they eventually find both Kane and King uh, Ramu Ramulida. I, I, a lot of the names is very difficult to say. Uh, Anyways, so they he finds the king under attack and uh, in control uh, is under the control of the uh, dark soul, huh? And the dark soul ultimately succeeds in reviving the dark dragon, but Max seals the creature away using the powers of the the of the chaos breaker, a sword created by merging the light with Cain's uh, sword of darkness. Bam! And there is your plot. Yep. And on top of that, it's actually expanded in the Game Boy Advance version. I was uh, which, I was reading up on that because uh, yeah, we, we did a little reading going into this to see mm. where this title falls in the Shining series. Uh, yep. And actually, I came across a little gem that I did not know that Shining Resonance Refrain, and we're coming off the hype of that now, is actually part of the Shining series, which I didn't think it would be. Which is interesting. It it is very interesting about it. Mm -hmm. I saw that, and I was just like, "Excuse me, that's part of the what? list." <laughs> well, on top of that, it's interesting because the Game Boy Advance version, the uh, second plot line, you're actually following uh, the princess of Runefoss and Runefoss, uh, Narsha, and you actually uh, the game interludes between six uh, chap uh, between the first six chapters of the game. And, uh, yeah, it, it's kind of interesting that they have this expanded plot in the Game Boy Advanced version. Following her, I'm kind of sad I didn't get to play it, because, yeah, I was a big fan of this game when it came out. When uh, Well, it came out before I was born, so I, I played it when I was younger. But I, I remember playing an original copy at one point, but my young little mind at the time because I'm just old enough that I was on the cusp of the video game console war back then. Mm. And I had both Nintendo and Sega. Yeah. 
So, Shining Force was one of the games I rented for like a weekend, played for a little bit. Didn't think much of it back then. Um, it's definitely no Final Fantasy Tactics in my book, but it's still good for one specific reason. A challenge. Mm -hmm. This game will challenge you. Ironically, if so for instance, uh, if you're in a fight and you're fighting a lot of enemies, if all your allies get wiped out, but you somehow win, there's really no penalty to that. You, you get all your dudes back and everything's fine. But, if Max dies... Now you got a little bit of a problem. You actually uh, lose uh, half of the money from the arm from yeah, your pool, which sucks. It is not it then. Not it. No, at all. money is precious in this game. Now I would like to state that this is second in the Shining series. Mm-hmm. And reading up on it, because I've only played maybe two Shining Forest games. I have played the original Shining Force that we all know for Sega and the Sega Mega Drive and Shining Force Neo which was re it was on a what was that PS2 mm -hmm. back in 2005 and coming from Shining Force which is turn based tactical square grids your character have a movement limit, limit to yep. a full on hat and slash was pretty weird well, this game was meant to be the response to Final Fantasy's uh, success. It was, it was like uh, they wanted to really get in on that uh, that action because uh, Final Fantasy definitely opened the way for it, along with many other RPGs that came out before it. But uh, um, now I will say this game does a pretty good job of being a definitely interesting game, kind of like uh, Fire Emblem, where each individual character on your team isn't just generic guy number six. You will have an entire army of people with each having a different personality or, you know, having an individual ability like Pudding or uh, your other characters. Which is always a good thing with these types of games, because uh, mm -hmm. I've played a couple that are like Shining Force, and just some of the characters are kind of bland. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, they're just there to have people in the party. And your main characters are, like, the limelight of the show. Uh, Disgaea and Tactics being one of them. Mm -hmm. Although there is a system in this game that I always was confused by. Uh, for instance, they have this promoting thing that you can promote a character once they reach a certain level, uh, between the levels of 10 and 20. Uh, which, uh, I guess it promotes you to another class, but the only problem is, this is completely made irrelevant if you decide, oh, level 11? I'm gonna promote this character. It wipes them all the way back to level 1. Yep. And reduces all their stats th to a fixed amount. Yep. And you have to bring them back up. Although you can do this at a higher level, and the character will start will be reset to a higher level. But that doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> it's a little bit of an odd choice. That is counterproductive. In fucking deed, trust me. Because when you hear promote, you're like, oh man, I could turn my mage into a rogue or something. Or no, fuck you. You level one. <laughs> Level 1 wizard, that's what you get. That's what you get. That's what your wizard is now. 
Good job. But with the promoting system, you do get better abilities. And I will say the character designs on each character is amazing. And this game definitely made me love centaurs more than I should. They're amazing. Centaur love, you know. <laughs> there is there is a lot of centaurs. I love them. All of them. I I'm think starting them. starting out, you get, what, two or three? You start party? off with two, and then you get you get one more right after your first fight, almost. And then you get more and more. <laughs> uh, that is something I would like to touch on really, really quick, is the fighting system. Um, It's your basic tactical strategy. You move eight spots, five spots with the character, but there's also this mechanic of terrain. Mm-hmm. Uh, certain terrain will make you move less. Which, which I definitely enjoy. It, it's definitely one of those things that uh, works for the game, because a lot of them uh, doesn't happen. Uh, you know, like, they, they you'll be fighting in snow, and it has absolutely no effect to you, you know, in some games. So th this game bringing that into effect is really nice. Indeed. Indeed. Um, another thing is uh, monsters will greatly outnumber you mm. at the beginning of the game. Oh yeah, they're, you're meant to, it's an uphill battle every time for you. It's yep. supposed to be, you know. Uh, actually, I wanted to bring up something very interesting to you, Arms. Did you know that the English translation for Shining Force had several confusing errors and omissions in the game? Did it? Oh yes, it had a many translation errors. Actually, completely, uh, most prominently, the backstory of Max, the protagonist, is entirely left out of the game. Yes, the original uh, Japanese script tells that Max has amnesia and was found washed up on the beach by uh, the character Lo. And this character actually becomes his best friend. Later, it is revealed that Max is in fact the brother of Lord Kane. And, and all these. That's something they never touch upon. They never touch it. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, a lot of, you know, I would be pissed if I found out that was lost in translation if I made the game. And in the official translation, Kane actually expresses horror that the Dark Soul forced him to fight Max without uh, any explanation to why. So they are a little tidbit that if you get confused at the game, you now know. Yeah. Why? There's also there's little tiny errors that are kind of confusing too. Like uh, these are just like not even like they. Oh yeah, we can't translate this right, so we're just not going to put it in. This was just a general fuck ups. For instance, uh, they spelled uh, Luke wrong. It, they spelled it L U G, Lug. It's actually uh, it's supposed to be Luke. Or, uh, Luke was actually meant to be Lug. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Kane, and then, uh... Kane is spelled with a C instead of a K. Mm. And Demon Breath is mistranslated as Demon Blaze. Which, honestly, pull... Demon Blaze sounds kind of better. Demon Blaze sounds like you're about to start up a really fun party with, uh, Snoop Dogg and a exactly. bunch of demons. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, to be fair, from the 90s, um... A lot of RPG players will know the name Ted Woozy, who did most of the translations for 
Square and some other RPGs was never very good with his translation sometimes. Oh, yeah. He, well, he messed I up mean, on a lot of things back in the day. Well, I also want to bring up the fact that, like, this game really didn't have the budget. Uh, this actually had a... It only had a minimal budget at, uh, for development. We're talking, like, Scooby-Doo lunch money budget. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> we're, we're talking... <laughs> If if God, no one gets that reference, uh, Scooby Doo back in the day had the budget for the cost of a lunch mm -hmm. for every episode. But I mean, they did an amazing job. I mean, this game was number thirty three on the. Uh, it, this was placed number thirty three in the top Mega Drive games of all time list, and in two thousand four was actually brought up by retro green retro gamer as uh, a very unique uh, RPG masterpiece at the 86th spot. I mean, to be fair, this is very unique amongst the RPGs. Oh, yeah. Very. It, it's, it's got a whole lot going on, and the individual character abilities are amazing. Like, having one character in your party drastically changes a fight. And so it, it, it's interesting. It's definitely amazing to see how that works. Now, I will say, uh, once again, the budget really does explain kind of like, uh, for instance, there's a little bit of a quality dip. for uh, The game, where it is short, is remarkably good looking for its age. The character sprites all look good. You can tell who is who. There's no, oh shit, where, where, oh, uh, oh fuck, which one's, which one's my mage? You can easily point to Which one's the mage? Out. Which one is it? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> but unfortunately, uh, the story really just, it is a very, very, it's not complex. It's very and basic. Trans yeah, and the translation errors didn't help any, but this is a really fun game, and I highly recommend it to anyone that want to wants to try it. And if you want to play in technically chronological order, um, you could always play Shining in the Darkness. Which uh, I would like to say one thing. Shining has always been uh, one of those games that try to change the style of their gameplay with each game. Uh, mm -hmm. Shining in the Darkness is a first-person dungeon crawler. Mm -hmm. Shining Force is tactical RPG. Uh, uh, one of their games is actually Diablo style. Yep. Which is, and I as I said, I Neo on the PlayStation 2 was a hack and slash. Yep. It's, it's really interesting to see how they've kind of gone through transitions, trying their hardest to kind of figure out where they're going. Uh, which, it's interesting because uh, it... Did you know that it was it was added to the iOS store, but immediately removed by Sega? No job, was it? Yeah. No reason why. Just it, it, That's it. They just removed it. Um, and I would like to say this. You can get this on Windows now, and the Wii Virtual Consoles. Now. It, get it now. now. Play it now. Get it now. Do it. It's worth it. Play the entire game. Try to get as many puddings as you can. Get all the puddings. <laughs> I would love to tell you guys all about the characters and everything else, but to be honest, they're way more exciting to experience in person. It's kind of like explaining the personalities and uh, 
the resulting love childs that you can have in Fire Emblem. There's no point to it if you can't experience it yourself. So if, definitely if go we, out there. If we ever touch on Fire Emblem, that's one thing I would never like to get into is just I've wittied the children in Fire Emblem, and there's just too many to freaking count. And I'm like, oh god, it's like Pokemon. I gotta fucking get them all. I gotta get them I all. Gotta fuck everybody. I gotta get all of them. <laughs> Screw getting everybody else married. I want all the wives. <laughs> and then I'll make a female character and get all the boys. Yeah, it's a wonderful... It's, once again, just in general, Shining Force, good. I give it a, uh, a 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10 really awesome centaurs. <laughs> really awesome centaurs. There's one... What are you... There's one thing that knocks me on this game, and it was the uh, the control scheme in town. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I would like to touch upon that each character can only carry four items. Four. That's fine. So you got your weapon, and then healing items. Great. It's just when they fill up with items, there's no place to put it. <laughs> Um, but the control scheme is very weird. Two of your buttons do the same thing. It brings up a menu. This is this is intuitive, actually, because it's not just like you can walk around and just hit the X button and talk to people. You actually have to click a button, open up your fan menu. It's kind of like a... It is like a dungeon crawler itself, where it's like search, uh, talk to, uh, check items, check character. Um, and that was really good. It's just annoying, because... When I hit the S button, I expect to talk to people. <laughs> it's like, shit, I brought up the menu. And people can move out of your way in that time. And it's like, oh, oh, oh yeah, I'm down again. I'll give it out. I'll give it a 7 out of 10. Yeah, I feel like a 7 is a good strong number for this game. It's a good solid solid number yeah. for this game. Th this, is, this game is above average. It's not your basic bitch RPG that doesn't do much with the formula. Indeed. Indeed. So... That's our quick sip. I hope you all enjoyed. It's quick, and I hope it quenched you. Until the next review. Until the next review. Which I've been arms. I've been. Oh, I almost said I've been arms. <laughs> I've been I'm, arms. I've been arms. <laughs> we're all arms. He's we're just like pudding. <laughs> ha ha ha! You are all me, and we <laughs> love it. All right, guys. You have a great time. Have a good night, everybody.